0: Hey everybody, Craig Adams here, welcome. Today's a solo podcast. I've got a long list of interesting topics. Well, I find them interesting that I want to cover. And first off, I want to tell you that this is a sponsor-free podcast. I need to, um, you know, I, I love this podcast and I love doing these solo things and I'd like to do more interviews with other YouTubers and creatives, That's definitely going to happen. I've got three versions of this mic, stand, microphone, recorder setup. And that's keeping, you know, I'm keeping that with me. So I'd love to do one, two, three person interviews um, in the future. But if you want to support, check out my Patreon. I'm going to talk about it at the end. Uh, If you listen all the way through, you're exactly the kind of person I want to talk directly to. So wait till that. So, first off, we have uh, the Canadian lake house trip. I just got back from Canada, and that was a very long trip. Um, I was up there for about 10 days in Toronto, then about two, two and a half hours northeast of Toronto. There were still houses around, but it's quiet. It's very quiet. There's a lot of trees and nature and water. And the vlog that I uploaded is exactly that. Eating, running, swimming, drinking. (laughs) Um, Very relaxing time. That was the second time I was up there. That's India's family's lake house. And I think she has a stake in it. So technically her lake house. Um, But that was fun. I I didn't focus too much on filming. uh, Especially because I was having audio problems. Which I'm going to talk about. But i did upload a a vlog um i'm pretty happy with it i will say i did have a lot of trouble uh, with one of the songs legend of ashitaka from a miyazaki film uh, that i watched uh and i don't know like i've talked about this how i never got to watch any miyazaki movies growing up and um they're so amazing. Anyone who watches them just instantly sees how awesome they are. Not only did I not watch Miyazaki, like, I never watched anime. Just growing up, that was that was something that just we didn't have. None of my friends cared. It was always like, oh, that guy's watching anime. He's such a loser. So, I think Pokemon was the only thing that, like, People cared about in my high school of 80 people <laughs> in like upland uh upstate new york farmland so it makes sense i guess right so i feel like i'm just catching up on anime and miyazaki of course being one of the the pinnacle uh, directors to watch and animators uh so so good so i put that in i use the music very inspired that's all i want to say i've got I think three or four more movies to watch i bought as many as i could on dvd and i've been watching them at other people's places i don't have a dvd player Uh, but I'm, i'm catching up yeah so at that lake house of course i had the drone i had the mavic air which i will say i'll talk about the dji event it's it's being sold tomorrow so fingers crossed i've got a new drone on the way but I took the Mavic Air and it was doing pretty well. You know, the connection was great. There were no interferences. And I was able to fly it all around off the deck. And I did, of course, a drone boomerang, the one thing that I do, right? Uploaded that to Instagram and Twitter. And Twitter loved it. A lot of retweets. I think Peter McKinnon was the person who retweeted it and sparked that the most but I think it's over 60,000 views on Twitter. And I know the impressions and views are maybe not as valuable on Twitter uh, than YouTube. Like it takes more effort to watch a YouTube video than it does to watch the first couple of seconds of a Twitter video, but still, I've never had a video watched in that way. 60,000 views is a lot. So that was cool to see. And it really, it makes me realize that there shouldn't be that stigma difference between like uploading on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. It's all the same in different ways. And they all support video. And I am a filmmaker. So why should I not embrace the similarities and differences between them and not just see myself as a YouTuber I'm a content creator, so whatever. It just makes me realize that I should upload on everything more in their own special special ways. And I think someone called me out for uploading more video and photo and links to my Twitter. And yeah, I I think I have been doing that a bit more, but I, I will still say that I'm trying... I think I'm still keeping Twitter a good representation of my thoughts. And that doesn't always have to be text-based, but I'm mainly still just tweeting text, and I want to keep it that way. Across the board on everything, I'm trying to post way less, and I'm trying to consume way less. And I think that is healthy, and I think it's going to help me have quality over quantity and keep people's attention when I do post because I'm not doing that it that often. And the people that I follow and my inspirations for social media, they seem to post way less than normal people. The typical majority of people. And also when I I get frustrated and I find myself hating the practice of someone that I see on social media, it's usually because they are posting too much. And of course this all comes back to the idea of what are you promising Are you giving people what you promise and reinstating that feedback loop? But still, too much. (laughs) And I just, I want to focus my time and attention on things that really matter. So I'm cutting down on news and I'm cutting down on other people's work as much. Yeah, we'll see. Back to the lake house, I ran a lot. It was so nice to have endless trails all around this lake, so I think I ended up running about 50 miles in a week, and that felt great. I, of course, listen to audiobooks and podcasts when I run, and that's part of why I run. It's a mental thing to set a goal 6, 7, 10 miles, and then execute on that goal even though it hurts and I don't want to do it you know running is painful exercise is stressful but having the podcast and the audiobook it still it just feels like I'm growing in all ways you know I'm overcoming my obstacle I'm pushing myself past my limit I'm learning something new and it just makes sense so I don't really listen to music anymore it's always Audible or podcast. and I'll talk about. I've, I, you know, it, I make these lists for these solo podcasts, and they all intersect with each other. So I'll get back to that later down. I am just going to keep up with my list here. So I updated my website a little bit. It's a bit more minimal, a bit easier to digest. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I am starting to move away from affiliate. Link based marketing. Like, I'm, I think I talked about it a little bit. And I, I think that was the first time that I introduced the idea to the public uh, was on Matt Diavela's podcast, The Ground Up Show. This idea of not doing so much click this link to buy this thing that I recommend or talk about or use. And that has a lot to do with diminishing returns now that I've moved away from wedding film school. Uh, the Craig Adams brand does not convert as many sales on Amazon as wedding (laughs) related content does. I think that's both in volume and just the niche of wedding filmmakers. They buy so much shit. They buy so much filmmaking gear compared to broke young vloggers (laughs) So there's definitely a difference in audience there, uh, so I did tweet out an apology with that in mind to anyone that I've recommended to sign up for the Amazon affiliate program and gave them mm, unfair hope that they were going to have the- the same kind of success that I had with wedding film school and it's really hard. it didn't happen for most people, and I did get a sense of frustration from some. Uh, Subscribers who followed all of my advice, uh, but didn't see their work or effort, you know, rewarded. So I apologized in some sense. Um, So I felt I felt better after that. And it's good to open up a discussion about, you know, why some things fail. It's I think that's a big part of my channel. And I want to be authentic and not always just share the good things, but also the bad things and my missteps because my mistakes are where I grow the most. And if you're not making mistakes, you're not growing. Back to the website, though. (laughs) Uh, A lot of updates. Um, I have switched my gear around a lot this past month. And Canada really made me open my eyes to the amount of stuff that I was bringing on my travel shoots. The Ronin uh S being one of the biggest things that I like, you know. It was a big part of the success of my Japan super vlog, but it's just too big, it's just too heavy, and I I want to try not using it because my motto is Of course I'm a minimalist, I don't want as many things, but I think when you are stuck with just the basics it forces you to be a little bit creative more creative in how you use those simple tools to get more advanced techniques like dollies and zooms and smooth shots i think like with practice and technique you can get the good stuff with the basic things so i would like to strip down to the basics and focus on that moving forward especially with my gear and oh boy, more minimalist things. I I was looking back at the apart the last apartment tour that I did, and it's so different from how I am right now. This entire apartment is India, my girlfriend. Um, I have everything that I own stripped down into the closet, so it pretty much breaks down into three bags my book bag goes in my back and that would have like my computer and small things papers like passport charger i would put my camera on there and then i have a roller which is new it's on my website but that holds my clothes most of my clothes and then all of my filmmaking gear and that's uh, podcasting equipment, tripod, um, audio gear. And then I have my hiking backpack, which is like a 45 liter, also new. So check out the website if you want to see that new gear. I need to make a new video, but that's all my hiking stuff and some winter stuff. Although I did get rid of a lot of my winter apparel because it's not cold right now. <laughs> so it's to the point where I'm seasonal with the things that I own. When it gets cold, I'll buy a hat. Um, got rid of shoes. I got rid of... One thing that I've never talked about is a baseball glove. So growing up, I've played a lot of baseball. I was an outfielder. I had a big old glove. And if you play baseball, you know that it takes some time to work uh, a glove to mold to your hand and to to bend in the way that you play baseball. So it was like my glove. You know, I worked on that leather for like years. And I have a lot of memories catching balls and playing with friends and even playing catch with some people here in Brooklyn after my high school years. And that was like the last nostalgic thing that I owned in this apartment for a very long time. I remember showing India it and being like, I don't think I can get rid of this. I just have too many memories. And if I want to play baseball, it's not like I can just go to the store, buy a glove, and then play with that glove. It's going to suck. It's going to be a piece of shit glove that isn't me. But I I got rid of it. So I have thrown away that glove and felt weird but ultimately good in hindsight. I, I have absolutely nothing, and I think I need to strip down a little bit more. Um, the clothes have been the biggest thing that I've worked on this past week. Uh, right now, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, yes, there is a video version. Check my Patreon. Uh, I'm wearing a very thin black shirt, so I switched. Okay, I people have been asking for it, and I think it's time to make a minimalist wardrobe video. As soon as I get my camera back, I'm going to talk about this, but there's a whole list of videos that I need to create, and I think that's going to be one of them. So look forward to that. I know you've been asking for it. But, yes, yeah, speaking of the Sony A7S at the repair shop right now, if you watched the vlog, you kind of got an idea of what was going on. The 3.5-millimeter audio jack on the side of my A7S, A7 7s a Mark III, I keep saying S, uh, is a little wobbly and a lot of people have been pointing out on Twitter that this is something that a couple of filmmakers have been reporting so maybe it's a a Sony thing because the camera is fairly new only a couple of months old and when I brought it to the repair shop they made me pull out the warranty info and I believe I'm going to get a free repair so they shipped it out a couple of days ago a couple of days <laughs> Um, and when I plugged my microphone, my Rode VideoMic pro plus into the 3.5 audio jack, I guess it's a mini, mini audio jack. I was getting three things, one of three things, you know, two, two channels left and right. If I was, uh, pressing it up against the side one channel or zero channels and it was just like really really frustrating because there were a ton of clips from the toronto trip that the audio was messed up and i had to either edit them in some creative way just with music underneath etc or take them out entirely and you guys will never know what those clips were because I just I just didn't use them, and that that film is done, and the the footage is already deleted off my hard drive. So I needed to get that fixed before I could go forward with anything. Uh, so I'm expecting that <clears throat> that repair to be good, hopefully by Wednesday in two days. So fingers crossed. Meanwhile, as soon as I got back from Toronto, I was invited to a DJI event in Brooklyn. It was wonderful. I've been to drone events before, and I've been to a DJI event, but they are killing it. They are very professional. They treat us very well. Good space. Good good drone announcement and launch. Uh, it was nice that they were available for sale. The Mavic Pro 2 and the Mavic 2 Zoom. Uh, I know that they had been leaked the day or a couple hours before, but I wasn't paying attention, so it was a surprise to me—a happy surprise. And I will say that it was nice seeing all my friends there and testing the drones in person, outside of the warehouse in Brooklyn. It was right on the water, and I bought one. Yeah, it, it was—it was available right then and there. I bought a thousand and a half dollars worth of Mavic Two Pro. I got an extra battery. Uh, once I get that in the mail, we'll see about case, if I need to buy a case or if it comes with something that works. But yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm looking forward to that Hasselblad lens, uh, the increase in quality. Um, the Air was a great little experiment, but I, I'm i excited about the Pro. <laughs> Mavic 2 Pro. As Of course, as soon as I get it, I'm going to be testing it. I'm going to book some trips out specifically for its review. Um, I think it's a drone that a lot of people are excited about. So it should be fun. Let's get droning again, right? Do I want to make narrative work? It's a question I get. I do. Uh, I get these little ideas every so often. I'm not sure if they're good or not. Um, But they're usually around... Thought experiments. If that sounds weird, I've been watching a lot of science uh, YouTube videos and reading uh, stuff about astrophysics, and I'm like a science nerd. I swear to God, if I was not a YouTuber, I would be working on quantum theories. <laughs> I I'm obsessed. I I like I love the future. I love space. I want to be Han Solo. I want to be aboard. The Firefly, uh, the serenity in Firefly, Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, so my short film ideas are usually sci-fi-based, experimental, and I would love to make like a Black Mirror-esque two to three minute little short film. And the one thought experiment that I've kind of been outlining and scripting a little bit, I guess... I, I don't know if it's a spoiler but it's it's like based on teleportation and clones so you know it's good. <laughs> so let me know if that sounds interesting. I think it would be really fun to direct and to hire a crew and get some friends together to work on it and you know find some good actors and actresses so That's what I used to do in college. I haven't done it in a while so it would be fun. Got lots of YouTube friends who would love to act, I'm sure. I got Allbirds. Allbirds are minimal shoes. They're made out of wool or something, some kind of tree <laughs> tree root. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Allbirds are kind of like hipster, minimal, tech bro shoes. A lot of women like them too, so it's not just tech bros. Um, definitely trendy. And I got them because they're like all black and minimal and cool. Uh, supposedly, you know, it's wool one that i got wool runners you can not wear socks and not feel weird because if you're like barefoot sweating against non-wool it kind of feels weird that's why we like socks we're used to the feeling of sweaty foot against sock so in warm weather it would be cool to just never have to wear socks and that to be comfortable for my everyday walk around uh fit but the question is i'm a runner can you run in all birds they're called runners but can you run in them they're you they don't recommend that you do and i'd say most people do not recommend it <laughs> but there's like one or two articles that talk about people who've done it and there's like one youtube video where someone supposedly ran 250 miles with their all birds and uh It wasn't completely broken, and they didn't die. And I will say, I've done probably about 10 miles so far in separate runs with these. And my heels blister a bit. And I think that's just because it's a new shoe. New shoes always do that to me. But I don't know. I'm still not sure if I should follow through with this. I kind of regret getting rid of my Japan uh, sneaks, even though that fucking guac stain is still there. I should just I don't know. I think there's a return policy with Allbirds. And as much as I think it would be fun to shoot a review after sixty nine miles, yeah, that's right. Uh with the Allbirds, like can you run in them? I think I have to return them and get some some good running shoes, some ASICs, some Nikes. I don't necessarily care as much what they look like. Like I don't need the cool looking shoes. I just really want one pair of shoes that I can run in and just walk around in like that's, that's why I have, I wear running shoes so that I don't have to pack two, two shoes when I go on trips. So I have those shoes and then I have hiking boots, which I use for hiking in winter, big boots that I've had for the longest time. I love those such, such adventures and and memories in those boots um, and then I have my soccer cleats, which um, I'm in a soccer league that Jeremy Cohen, photographer here in Bushwick, good friend, started. Um, crazy little dude, love him. Uh, so we're going to be playing soccer a little bit here in Brooklyn, so I'm looking forward to that. Those are the only three shoes I have, so yeah. If I need any others for different seasons or whatever, like I'll get them, you know, whatever. Cool. Next up, speaking of trends, every tech dude in New York City is wearing diagonal fanny packs across their chest now. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this yourself. I've seen a couple people doing this years ago. One being my best friend in the city, John Exley. He's been wearing a DIY brand. It's our friend's uh, music label, lifestyle brand, I guess, too. Blue. You know who you are? Uh, He's been wearing that for a while, but everyone is wearing fanny packs. uh, Supreme, black, white, big, small, just across their chest, diagonal. It's such a trend right now, and I think it's hilarious. Very funny to point out. Everyone's doing it. Everyone who's cool in New York City is doing it. So last night, I tweeted out uh, that I was making a few hundred old videos public on YouTube and that's right, I did. It was it was a long process, especially to update the descriptions, but I had I have 420-ish nice uh, videos on my YouTube channel. I think mm, maybe about 100 120 150 of those were public before this. And the videos that were private and unlisted were very old and just like ones that I didn't think had merit to be public, but I've since then changed my mind. Uh, all of these old vlogs and old commercial projects and just like home videos uh, are now public. I took down a couple. So I don't have any that are private. Everything is public. The only unlisted videos are my video podcast episodes, which are access only to Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, if you support this podcast, check out patreon.com slash Craig Adams and consider donating a single dollar. (laughs) Less than a single cup of coffee per month. You can support me and what I do. I do it all for free. It's all out there. Um, and if you like it, you can help support. So thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Trends. Oh boy. So I made all those videos public. Um, it should be interesting because why did I do it? I think I've made a lot of mistakes that I talk about now and give advice for YouTubers not to do certain things. And I think it's helpful for them to see the videos of me doing it myself. Because by making those mistakes, that's how I taught myself. And it acts as a show, do not tell lesson. Because I've I've done some review videos for products that people and companies have sent me that I shouldn't have done, that were stupid. And I advise against that, so it's good to show... <coughs> You know, that sell-out moment as an example of what not to do. I've made some really bad projects. Bad in planning, bad in execution for different reasons. And I think that's fine to show. My channel is all about authenticity. Um, I don't want to just share the good and the high. And I don't want to paint this facade that I'm an awesome, fucking perfect person. I've gotten the most help when mentors and people that I look up to open up and are vulnerable and show it all, regardless of you know what we expect, usually against the grain of what we expect, how they should act and what they do. I learn from mistakes, so I want to try to share those mistakes, but there are some good videos in there and I was looking through and it's really fun. There are some videos that no one has ever seen. So if you want to uh, dive into the past a little bit, uh, check out some of those videos and comment on them that you're watching them in 2018 and let me know what you think because I would love to, you know, hear what you think. It's always fun for me. So thanks. But yes, I've been running still in Canada, and now back in New York, even though it's much, much hotter here. Very hot. It's going to be like 95 tomorrow. I've been running at night a lot more, listening to audiobooks, and I want to start doing proper book reviews. When I'm listening to audiobooks on the subway or driving and just, like, sitting, I usually take notes when I listen to audiobooks, because I'm, I'm listening to non-fiction, uh, help yourself kind of stuff, business stories, etc. And it's very inspiring. I take notes. And when I'm running, I can't really take notes, but I still am impacted and I'm learning. And I want to share those learnings with you. So I don't know if it's a podcast thing or a YouTube thing, but I definitely want to start doing that. So, right, I've already read Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. I listened to it years ago, and that was what spurred a lot of all of this. Everything that you know me for travel, filmmaking, entrepreneurial, do it yourself kind of stuff. I could owe to that book. It got me to book a trip, a one way ticket to Peru. <laughs> which was crazy because I went there for two weeks and I did not speak the language. I had no plan. It was crazy. But now that I'm just like speed reading, going back through real quick, um, it's interesting to see how old this book is and the advice is kind of a little dated. So it's been interesting to go back through that. It would be great to do a review of that book because it helped me so much and then give my thoughts on how things have changed and uh, what advice I do and do not take from him. Uh, but yeah. I I I've been reading a lot. I got I got I have a long list of audiobooks that I still got. Life 3.0. Singularity is near Ray Kurzweil. Vagabonding. That's probably the next one I'm going to do. Astrophysics for people in a hurry Neil deGrasse Tyson. Smarter faster better. Charles Dirt Dehig, uh, Grant Cardone, the 10x rule, and of course all of the others that you've seen me do. You know, I just finished Waking Up by Sam Harris, Lean Startup, all Gary Vee stuff, of course. We'll see. Let me know if uh, that sounds interesting, because I would give a summary of the book, what I think is the most important, and then how it applies to what I'm doing, and and I think that would be helpful to people, so let me know. I want to hire someone to add international translations to my videos, starting with the most popular, of course, just to get the most bang for my buck. So that's probably Digital Minimalism, Tokyo, super vlog, and my apartment tour videos, my drone stuff. Um, a couple people have been reaching out saying that Yo, your videos need translations. And I agree. I've had a couple companies and individuals reach out to me about doing this. I don't know how much it should cost to do that, but it seems like I would make more money if I did it. So it seems like it would always have a positive return on my investment. So I got to do that. Let me know if you have a guy. I love to work with friends of subscribers and listeners. So let me know. I don't really know how much I should pay per video or how that works. Uh, I mentioned not doing sponsored ads in this podcast, and I really want to hold to that. I think truth is important to me. Authenticity is important to me, and especially reviewing the tools that I use to do what I do. I only recommend that which I use right now. And I would only do reviews because I want to do it, because I have it and use it and love it. Gone are the days where a company reaches out and has this product that I don't have, I've never heard of, and they're like, do you want to review it? Because I'd be like, I, have never, I don't know anything about it. I don't, I don't own it. I don't know if I like it. How could I review it? It baffles me to see people on YouTube reviewing products that they don't use. It just it seems crazy to me. It just seems so disingenuous. And even to the degree of saying one thing and doing the other it drives me crazy. Like, I reviewed the Ronin S and had all positive review for it, but then ended up getting rid of it in the end. And some part of that kills me. I I just don't like that at all. I'm not saying I have to keep everything that I do a positive review of, but did I really need to review it? (laughs) Like, Did I really need it? I don't know. It's just those are the things I think about, and I know it, it may be a little intense, but that falls onto everything. Should I be doing ads for companies like blue apron on my podcast like every other youtuber and podcaster no i don't use blue apron i don't care about blue apron i i i have the choice i can choose to not do those types of ads because it seems disingenuous and i only want to wrap the things that i want to wrap and i think there's an alternative you know, Patreon. I would love to make LUTs and sell LUTs. Only LUTs that I use in my films, though. So if I started using LUTs that I made myself, I would sell them. Maybe selling prints. You know, high reses of my Instagram best Instagram photos, etc. Like, what are the best three, four photos that I've ever taken in my life, and would they translate well to wall art? I don't know. That's an interesting thing that I would love to uh, start to dabble with on my website. T-shirts. I think it would be so fun to make parody vacation shirts, but with inside jokes from my trips. So this ancient forest, don't miss the boat, you know, all those things. Who's going to design them? Do I have to hire someone or should I just buckle down and try it myself? It's a lot of work. We'll see. I think that'd be fun. Infinity shirt is kind of a a meme, but it's definitely something that I do want to still do. Sell pins. Should I design pins? I know that's a thing. I think that'd be fun. I just got to get designing, right? Or collaborate with someone who can do it. All I know is that as soon as I get my camera back, I'll be shooting again. And I cannot wait. It's been a while since I've had that camera in my hands, and I'm ready to go. I want to shoot that digital minimalism update video, kind of responding to some of the biggest comments that I got in the first video, the original. It's up, it's like 600,000 views right now. A lot of hate. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of you know that's what happens when YouTube recommends your video. You get a lot of non-subscribers blasting you because they don't know who you are. I want to make a minimalist everyday carry video. You know, lots of lots of little videos like that. I've got in the in the in the in the kitchen cooking up, burning them, feeling quick and no. I kind of want to download all of my vlogs and edit them into one super long vlog movie. (laughs) A mega vlog if you must. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I could do it by year. And that's like the thing that I do every year maybe. What if I uploaded all of my vlogs into one video and then deleted all of the other uploads? (sighs) Ooh. I think that'd be such a huge troll. It'd be so funny. It ends up like being 11 hours long. And I just ask everyone to start playing the video before they go to bed on their TV, computer, and phone. And then just leave it on while they sleep so I can get that sweet ass watch time. (laughs) (laughs) Craig M's blown up for some reason YouTube's like, what's going on over here? Let's double check this (laughs) An 11 hour vlog? What? Hmm. I would love to troll with that That'd be so fun I'm getting ready for a trip to Sweden Gothenburg? Gothenburg, yeah Shooting for Volvo So they're bringing me out, they have an event They want me to tour the factory A lot of automated car content But... I love Sweden. It's like 50s, 60s there, so hoodie weather. Sounds fun to me. I could run and visit, drink coffee. It'll be a quick trip, but it'll be a fun trip. And hey, it's Volvo. Got that Volvo money, so I'm flying business internationally for the first time in my life. So that should be interesting, and I plan on KC vlogging, probably. I'll be that obnoxious guy in first class, vlogging on the plane. Yep. But travel is the theme. Lots of it coming up these next couple of months. I want to visit friends and family in Colorado, Virginia, upstate New York. Conrad and Jess, my friends who were in New York, moved to London, so it'd be nice to go out and surprise visit them. I want to hike the Adirondack High Peaks again this fall, just like I did last year. The colors are amazing, it's so close, it's near to my heart, cheap and fun, and I'd like to hike all 46, summit all 46 peaks, so that'd be fun. I want to backpack Europe. So whether that's that long pass, that long hike that a lot of people do in Switzerland, Or the coast somewhere, Mediterranean. Never seen the Mediterranean. All the different cities. Never been to Berlin, Prague, Istanbul. Lots of things to do, but I'm definitely getting ready for a fall backpacking trip in Europe. And I'm also reaching out to some YouTubers about just individual one-off trips... Hiking-based is cool, but really I'm down for anything. Canoeing, whatever. Let's collab. You got a video idea? You want to work together? You a cool person? I'll come out. I'm very mobile. Let's do it. All right, so that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. If you've made it this far, you're the exact type of person I'd love to hear from. So the thing about podcasts is there's no comment section. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, If you like this podcast, if you've listened all the way through, chances are you you do like it. Thank you. Uh, Recommend it to someone. You know, tell your friend. Anyone you think it might help or whoever might think it is interesting, that would help me out. But what would help me out the most is if you visit patreon.com slash Craig Adams... And become a Patreon. There, that's where I upload the video version of this podcast, all my interviews with people, Sarah Dici, Johnny Harris, everyone. You can watch the video. It's just it's an it's an unlisted YouTube video with where Patreon members have access to it. So you can throw it up on a TV while you work. You can technically, I think you can download it if you have YouTube premium or whatever. I love video versions of podcasts, so I think it's a good selling point. If not, just your support is very, very welcome. Uh, And that's $1 and up for less than the cost of a cup of coffee per month. Not week, not day. I drink coffee every day. (laughs) I spend a lot of money on coffee. And I do donate to some of my favorite Patreon accounts and YouTubers. So I get it, you know, it's money, but it's support. I give all this stuff away for free. Unlike a lot of different ways that people do media, you know, this is all out there for free. Um, You don't have to pay to listen to it. It's all a free trial. Everything is available. And if you like it, you can reciprocate and help me make more episodes like this. Uh, So thank you. I also have a secret club, which is a workshop, secret. Only five people uh, on my Patreon have access to a monthly workshop video chat where we just hash it out, what everyone is up to, what I recommend them to do. We pretty much make a plan for each of these YouTubers, content creators, what they need to do. It's like a workshop, intense one-on-one coaching, but everyone's helping each other. Uh, It's the best way to make vlog friends, but then also put me in your shoes. What would I do if I was you as a vlogger? Helping people go full-time, make money doing what they're doing, feel fulfilled making vlogs and shooting photos, and I just want to help as much as possible. So that's a secret club only five slots it's already booked but every month i'm gonna have a new membership club so make sure to check back in at the beginning of every month for that um and that's probably going to uh stay pretty small and secret so (laughs) yeah you have to be a part of the club to uh to be a part of the club Rule one of Secret Club. Don't talk about Secret Club. Patreon.com slash Craig Adams. Thank you very much. I'm Craig Adams. Et peace. Abe. See ya.